Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning, everyone. We are continuing the Christmas celebration. Hoping you all had a wonderful, wonderful day yesterday, and you're waking up and just um, thanking God for Him, your relationship, your family, all the great things that He is doing. I do want to mention that we are not going to have uh, service tomorrow night, so we can all have a little bit more family time. So tomorrow... We will not be live on uh, online for the service, nor will we be in the church here in PV. So any of you guys in town visiting, just to know that, um, and let everybody else know as well. So we are moving on in the book of Nehemiah, as we are closing out the Old Testament and closing out the New Testament. So it's, um, again, exciting to get these things a little bit in balance, too. You can see which of the, especially in the Old Testament, what were the last things to really happen before the 400 years of silence that came up, um, came about? So let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning, and we are excited to see what you want to do as we look into your word and ask you to bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 1, now it came about when Sanballat heard what we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burned ones? Now Tobiah, the Ammonite, was near him and said, Even what they are building is a fox. If a fox should jump on it, he would break their stone wall down. Hear, O our God, how we are despised. Return their reproach on their own heads and give them up for plunder in the land of captivity. Do not forgive their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have demoralized the builders. So we built the wall and the whole wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had in mind to work. Now when Sambalat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashrodites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on and that the breaches began to be closed, they were very angry. All of them together conspired to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. Verse 9, But we prayed to our God, and because of them we set up a guard against them day and night. Thus in Judah it was said, The strength of of the burden bearers is failing, yet there is much rubbish, and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Our enemies said they will not know or see until we come among them, kill them, and put a stop to the work. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times they will come up against us from every place where you may turn, then I stationed men in the lower parts of the space behind the wall and exposed the exposed places, and I stationed people in families with their swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and and spoke to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people. 
Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each to his own work. From that day on, half of my servants carried on the work while half of them held the spears and shields and bows and breastplates the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried the burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and with the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there, our God will fight for us. Verse 21, so we carried on the work with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. And at that time, I also said to the people, let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem so that they may be a guard for us by night and a laborer by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us removed our clothes Each took his weapon even to the water. Chapter 5. Now there was a great outcry of the people and of the wives against their Jewish brothers. For there were those who said, We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore let us get grain that we may eat and live. And there were others who said, We are mortgaging our fields and our vineyards and our houses that we might get grain because of the famine. Also, there were those who said, We have borrowed money for the king's tax on our fields and our vineyards. Now our flesh is like the flesh of our brothers and our children, like their children. Yet, behold, we are forcing our sons and our daughters to be slaves, and some of our daughters are forced into bondage already, and we are helpless because of our fields and vineyards belong to others. Then I was angry when I heard their outcry and these words. I consulted with myself and continued with the nobles and the rulers And said to them, you are exacting usury each from his brother. Therefore, I held a great assembly against them. And I said to them, we, according to our ability, have redeemed our Jewish brothers who were sold to the nations. Now, would you even sell your brothers that they may be sold to us? Then they were silent and could not find a word to say. Again, I said, the thing which you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nations, our enemies? And likewise, I, my brothers, and my servants are lending them money and grain. Please let us leave off usury. Please give back to them this very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, and their houses, so that the hundredth part of the money and of the grain, the new wine and the oil that you are exacting from them. Then they said, we will give it back and will require nothing from them. We will do exactly as you say. So I called the priest and took an oath from them that they would do according to this promise. I also shook out the front of my garment and said, Thus may God shake out every man from his house and from his possessions who does not fulfill this promise. Even thus may he be shaken out and emptied. And all the assembly said, Amen. And they praised the Lord. Then the people did according to this promise. 14. Moreover, From the day that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year to the 32nd year of King Artaxerxes, for 12 years neither I nor my kinsmen have eaten the governor's food allowance, 
But the former governors who were before me laid burdens on the people and took from them bread and wine besides 40 shekels of silver. Even their servants domineered the people, but I did not do so because of the fear of God. So I applied myself to the work on this wall and did not buy any land, and my servants were gathered there for the work. Moreover, there were at my table 150 Jews and officials besides those who came to us from the nations that were around us. Now that which was prepared for each day was one ox and six choice sheep. Also birds were prepared for me. And once in 10 days, all sorts of wine were furnished in abundance. Yet for all this, I did not demand the governor's food allowance because the servitude was heavy on this people. Remember me, O oh my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. Chapter 6. Now when it was reported to Sambalat, Tobiah, and Gershom, the Arab, and to the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and that no breach remained in it, although at that time I had not set up the doors in the gates. Then Samballot and Gershom sent a message to me, saying, Come, let us meet together at Chephirim in the plain of Ono. But they were planning to harm me. So I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it to come down to you? They sent messages to me four times in this manner. And I answered them in the same way. Then Sambalat sent his servant to me in the same manner a fifth time with an open letter in his hand. And it was written, it is reported among the nations. And Gashmu says that you and the Jews are planning to rebel. Therefore, you are rebuilding the wall and you are to be their king. According to these reports, you have also appointed prophets to proclaim in Jerusalem concerning you a king is in Judah. And now it will be reported to the king according to these reports. So come now, let us take counsel together. And I sent a message to him saying, such things as you are saying have not been done, but you are inventing them in your own mind. For all of them were trying to frighten them, thinking they will become discouraged with the work and it will not be done. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. When I entered the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, son of Metabel, who was confined at home, he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us close the doors of the temple for they are coming to kill you at night. But I said, should a man like me flee? And could one such as I go into the temple and save his life? Will not go in. Then I perceived that surely God had not sent him. But he uttered his prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. He was hired for this reason that I might become frightened and act accordingly and sin so that they might have an evil report in order that they could reproach me. Remember, oh my God, Tobiah and Sambalat, according to these works of theirs, and also Naodiah, the prophetess, and the rest of the prophets who were trying to frighten me. So the wall was completed on the 25th month of Enul in 52 Elul, okay, in 52 days. When all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it, they lost their confidence for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Also in those days, many letters went from the nobles of Judah to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came from them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara, and his son Joanan had married the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Barakiah. Moreover, they were speaking about his good deeds in my presence and reported my words to him. Then Tobiah sent letters to frighten me. 
Well, we just covered all this. So hopefully you all remember if you've been with us for the Nehemiah study on Wednesday, another reason to tune in on Wednesday or to be here in Vallarta with us. Fascinating stuff, what's going on here because of these attacks. The 52 days is mind-blowing. I hadn't really realized what that meant, a wall that size, uh, up to uh, 8 to 10 feet thick, 30 feet high, and stretching an unbelievable amount of distance. <laughs> we, we compared it to going all the way down the coastline. Uh, I mean, just here in the city, from the airport down to the south end of town, around through the tunnel, back to the airport. That's a huge wall. I mean, that's an enormous wall. And these guys did it in 52 days? That's it's a miracle. And yes, they had a lot of workers. They had a lot of families. But they worked from when it was barely, barely light, the sun coming up, until the stars were out. And they worked without stop, and they slept in their work clothes. They never even, they don't even know if they brushed their teeth. They probably ate while they were working. I don't know. But they had to work with the swords in their hands. The whole time they're being threatened. And of course, the enemy keeps trying to stop the work. And I made the comparison with building the wall and building the temple with the prophecy in Jeremiah of God building a wall around his city and his people, a wall of fire, that God said, I'm going to build this wall. And in this sense, what he's saying is, I am going to be the wall of fire, protection around you. And, um, and this is what he does, and this is why... Nehemiah doesn't fall for these plans of the enemy to try and frighten them away. Now, the th thing about the people taking usury and using the people, um, it'd be interesting, I need to do a study and see on the timeline, if there anybody has a good timeline on that, because, you know, the wall's done in 52 days. It's not likely that this all came about in the middle of building the wall. It was probably something that happened before or after, but it's nonetheless, they are not acting according to the law. As in so many things we find in Ezra, the people are there to, to start worship again. But to be a nation of God's chosen people, uh, the wall would not accomplish that itself. The temple itself would not accomplish that. It was them fulfilling the law, living after the law, applying the words that were written, given to Moses. And so this is all part of God rebuilding the people. This is why it's so interesting to see once, once they're redone building the temple and they're, once they're done rebuilding the wall, now we see the last thing in the Old Testament is that God begins to rebuild their people, bringing them into an awareness of the law, bringing them into awareness of who he is again, and his, his um, commands, his precepts, and this is what they do. Jumping over to the book of Revelation, chapter 17. The doom of Babylon. The one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality, and those who dwell on the earth were made drunk with the wine of her immorality. And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a gold cup full of abominations and of unclean things of her immorality. And on her forehead was a name written, a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witness 
of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered greatly. And the angel said to me, why do you wonder? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has seven heads and ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to come up out of the abyss and go to destruction. And those who dwell on the earth, those whose name has not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, will wonder when they see the beast that he was and is not and will come. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven hands are the seven mountains on which the woman sits. And they are seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and another has not yet come. And when he comes, he must remain a little while. The beast which was and is not is himself also an eighth and is one of the seven, and he goes to destruction. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they receive authority as kings with the beast for an hour. These have one purpose, and they give their power and authority to the beast. Verse 14, these will wage war against the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of lords and king of kings, and those who are with him are called the chosen and faithful. And he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw and the beast, these will hate the harlot and will make her desolate and naked and will eat her flesh and will burn her up with fire. For God has put it in their hearts to execute his purpose by having a common purpose and by giving their kingdom to the beast until the words of God will be fulfilled. The woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Well, might I say, if you really want to get the details of that chapter, go to our webpage and go to the archives of all the the sermons and go to Revelation 17. Way too much to go into here, but we're just basically going to say that the likely candidate for this woman on the beast and the whole system they're going, a Babylonian system is all going to be going to somehow be connected to the Vatican and the Pope. Uh, The seven hills there, Rome has always been known by that. And the woman who rides the beast, there seems to be this idea or this understanding that there is the false prophet which is going to then lead the world into a one world religion to follow after the other beast the one that coming rising up out of the nations which is the antichrist and this is going to be the revived roman empire this is why we have roman catholics it has not yet been revived but the vatican is in rome and it it <laughs> It was, I mean, it, it, it came into power, then it went out of power, and it's going to come back into power as far as a world-dominating power. And because, um, you know, at one, one point the popes really did rule the world. So this is what we're looking at here, and of course lots, lots more details I could go into, but we don't have time for that. But I do encourage you to do a deep dive into 17. It's fascinating. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended, Matthew 26, 33. Why, cries one, this is no promise of God, just so, but it was a promise of man, and therefore it came to nothing. Peter thought that he was saying what he should surely carry out. But a promise which has no better foundation 
than a human resolve will fall to the ground. No sooner did temptations arise than Peter denied his master and used oaths to confirm his denial. What is man's word? An earthen pot broken with a stroke. What is your own resolve? A blossom which with God's care may come to fruit, but which left to itself will fall to the ground with the first wind that moves the bough? On man's word hang only what it will bear. On thine own resolve depend not at all. On the promise of thy God hang time and eternity, this world and the next. Thine all and the all of all, thy beloved ones. This volume is a checkbook for believers. and This page is meant as a warning as to what bank they draw upon and whose signature they accept. Rally upon Jesus without limit. Trust not thyself, nor any born of woman, beyond due bounds, but trust thou only and wholly in the Lord. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us the place to come, to place our faith in you, and know for sure that it will be kept safe. Know for sure that you will give us, you will give back more than we could ever put in, that you are the God of our salvation the God of glory, and that you can complete in us the things that we could never complete in ourselves. And so, God, we call upon you, help us and work through us to remain faithful, to remain steadfast, immovable, and in all things, God, trusting you in the very difficult times, like in the book of Nehemiah, God, when the enemies are all around us, when they're pressing in, when they're threatening us, that we would come before you and say, God, you be our sword, you be our strength, you defend us. And put a place in our old trust in you. We want to finish this year in that sense, God, and go into the new, because we don't know what's coming against the church and against the world this next year. It may well be that the enemy is going to send in his sun ballots, going to send in even his false prophets to try and tell us to go hide in the church <laughs> not, and not be about our father's business and not to be proclaiming his kingdom. So be um, God. Be the God who, who gives us steadfastness and also an understanding of what's going on so we know that we can trust in you. And at God, we pray for healing of those that are desperately needing healing as we finish out this year. Many people, um, I ask God that you, you place your healing hand upon them and touch them. We ask God you, um, that you'd help the caster lines in their, not only their healing of their bodies, but also of their plans for, the, for uh, work that, Dean will be able to clearly see your path on where you want him to be for work today. And uh, you just give him the confidence that he needs to take the step out in faith. So thank you for that. And um, for the many people that are here visiting Vallarta, the many people that will be going home soon, and Renee and I traveling up to the States to see our families. So thank you, God. Just ask you to bless everyone's travel plans and keep us safe during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that'll do it for today. We are the 26th, just a few days left. So let's don't fall back <laughs> on your laurels and say, I'm taking the whole week off. Um, let's finish out the word together. And as always, let people know we're going to be starting fresh, Genesis 1, uh, on January 1. And uh, that's, there's no, I'm not really into New Year's resolutions. I think we should just make, let our yes be yes and our no be no. And I think we should let our yes be yes. I'm going to read, read the word of God in one year, every morning. And uh, 
do it on your own if that's what works for you. But we invite you to be with us so that we can do it together. So we will see you tomorrow. Same time. Bye-bye. Remember, no church on Wednesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>